Welcome to the Power in Motion podcast, the show for women who want to develop a kinder relationship with their body so you can feel healthy, happy, and confident without restricting food, doing torturous exercise, or constantly worrying about the number on the scale. I'm your host, Kim Hagel, size inclusive fitness specialist and certified non diet health and life coach specializing in body image. This podcast is here to provide weight neutral, health at every size aligned information and coaching on sustainable habits and mindset shifts so you can feel your very best in the body you have right now. Let's lace up our runners and go for a walk while we chat. Hello, friends. Welcome back. How's it going today? So listen, I got a short but powerful episode in store for you today. You know I like to challenge those motivational sayings we often hear from our trainers or at the gyms or from the fitness influencers on Instagram, because I usually think they're anything but motivating, and today is no different. Have you ever heard the one, you have to be stronger than your excuses? For me, this is fitspo for forget what's going on in your mind or in your life, buck up and show up, drum up the willpower, and as our friends at Nike like to say, just do it. Well, you know how I feel about willpower and forcing yourself to exercise. I mean, if you're new here, then you might want to go back to episode 25 where I spoke all about willpower and why it doesn't work. And as usual, I believe there's more to the story excuses, and I don't really love that word, we'll explore why in a little bit, excuses, in my opinion, offer very powerful clues about your movement mindset. And that's why I want to get into this today, because mindset is my thing. And what I honestly think is the thing we really need to look at and work on if we want to have a consistent and joyful movement practice. So let's unpack this saying, you need to be stronger than your excuses. First of all, how do you feel when you hear that saying? How do you really feel? For me, I feel a lot of pressure when I hear it. Thoughts go through my mind like, if I'm a strong person and I want to be healthy and fit, then I better get over myself and get moving or I'll never get results. And the other thought that goes through my mind is, if I can't get myself together, I'm weak. For me, when I hear this saying, it invokes a real all or nothing response, which is in keeping with so many things in the fitness industry. You want to be healthy, strong, and fit? Well, toughen up and do the work. Otherwise, you're weak. It leaves me thinking there's only one way to get the result that I'm after, and my only choice is to do it and do it right, or don't bother. It's not worth it anyways. A saying like this doesn't leave any room to choose what's right for us or to explore our barriers to movement, which brings me back to my original point that I don't like the word excuses. I believe that many of the thoughts we label as excuses, things like I don't have time or I don't know what I'm doing or I don't have the right equipment or the right clothing or shoes or my kids are too demanding, I can't get myself away to a gym or I can't afford a gym or a personal trainer. I believe that all of these thoughts are barriers 
like real issues that pose a challenge to getting started or maintaining regular movement. But when we label our challenges as excuses, it doesn't leave us very empowered in our mindset to allow us to problem solve. Rather, it demonizes and polarizes our barriers and causes us to judge ourselves as good or bad, disciplined or lazy as a result. When all or nothing are the only options available to us, then we only have two choices. Ignore what you're thinking and use willpower to get into action or believe your thoughts that you can't and do nothing. All or nothing thinking is so common, so normalized. And if I were to have a secret mission in life, it might be to help people move into the gray, to see the possibility between the black and white extremes. What if it didn't have to be one or the other, all or nothing, strong or weak? Like, what if instead of needing to be stronger than your excuses, what if you didn't need excuses at all? Just stay with me here for a second because I'm about to say something that might come as a bit of a surprise and it might cause you to bristle a little bit when you hear it, but that's okay. Having a bristly reaction is just an invitation to explore the beliefs that have been challenged within us. So just keep an open mind and be curious about what's coming up for you. When it comes to excuses, I really think they're a cover-up. They aren't our real thoughts And they're not even really true a lot of the time. I believe they are the things we say to justify our inaction so that we can avoid saying what we really think, which is usually something like, I don't like exercise, or it's not a priority for me right now, or I know everyone thinks I should do it, but I simply don't want to. Perhaps hearing that causes you to gasp because... Of course, you could never say that. Maybe you don't even allow yourself to think it consciously because that would be a very countercultural thought. And thinking such things would mean that you're lazy and you don't care about your health. Of course, we are supposed to want to exercise and be in shape and get fit. That's very much what society has indoctrinated us to believe is right or good. So thinking otherwise might seem wrong or bad. Excuses allow us to divert the blame for our inactivity to the circumstances in our lives so that we don't have to own or acknowledge that we don't prioritize what society deems as right. When we can say and justify, I'm too busy, or my job is too demanding, or I can't afford it, I have injuries, or I don't fit in, and the gym, it turns those circumstances that actually are simply barriers that could be worked around into the cause of your all or nothing behavior. So I'm here today to give you full permission to think and do whatever the hell you want. It's absolutely okay if you don't like exercise or gyms or working out, and it's okay to say that. You don't have to do these things and you don't owe anyone an explanation. You are a grown-up woman and you get to decide what you like and what you don't like, what you want to do and what you don't, and what's best for you and your body. It's also absolutely okay to decide you're not going to try to control or shrink your body by punishing yourself with exercise. 
you have the autonomy to show up in whatever body size or shape you have, and you don't owe it to yourself or the world to conform. Your thoughts are your own, and they don't have to be the same as everyone else's. The guilt and shame you feel for not, quote, doing exercise the way that the Fitspo folks tell you you should, that's coming from diet culture and the gym police. That's you believing the thoughts that there's a right and wrong way to move your body, and that if it doesn't result in weight loss or calories burned, then it doesn't count. So just let me remind you, that is a whole lot of BS. Human beings don't need exercise. We don't need treadmills or weight machines or aerobics classes. And there's a whole lot more to movement than just burning calories. In fact, focusing on that, as we've discussed so many times, is the destroyer of motivation and usually results in quitting. To say it differently, the world might still believe that there is one right way to do movement, but there's plenty of evidence to the contrary. And how does believing it serve you. Even if it were true that there was one right way, where is it getting you to believe that? It's keeping you on the start-stop cycle, either using willpower to get through doing the thing you hate or avoiding it and using, quote, excuses to justify your choice. So what if you didn't believe those thoughts? What if there were no right and wrong way to move? What if you could move how, when, and where you wanted and moving were an act of self-care instead of a means to shrink or control your body? Would you still feel the need to make excuses? Likely not. It's simply a choice. You can choose to exercise or you can choose not to, but without all the emotional baggage wrapped up around it, you get to decide what you really want. So what do you really want? That's a very powerful question. Forget about what you think you should do and instead think about what you really desire for you and your body. I really believe we don't need exercise, but all humans need movement. So what moves you? I encourage you to take some time and mull that question over. Really dig into it and be honest about what you want. How do you want to feel and what would get you excited to take inspired action? I'm sure you've experienced at some point in your life wanting something so bad that nothing would stand in your way. Maybe it was a job you really wanted or a course you wanted to take or a trip you just had to go on. And you had all the same barriers at that time too, but the desire within you was so strong that you did what you had to do to make it work. You've made the time, you found the money, you arranged the childcare, you put the things in place to get what you wanted. It was that important to you that you made it work. This is entirely different than using willpower. It may be the same actions, but it's from a totally different mindset. It's inspired action. It's the exact same thing here with movement. Making excuses is really just code for it's not a priority. So if you've found yourself making excuses around movement, I'd really love to challenge you to notice that and ask yourself, what do I really want? What matters to me? And it's fine if you don't have an answer to that just yet, because this is a totally new way of thinking. If you don't know how, when, or where you want to move your body, if at all, I just encourage you to be honest about your thoughts. And instead of making excuses for why you're not exercising, tell the truth. Notice when you say, I can't because, 
and try switching it to, I choose to. For instance, I can't join the gym because I can't afford it. Switch it to, I choose to work at home because it works better for me. Or instead of, I can't work out because I have injuries, maybe try, I choose to move in ways that support my body and build my body up. Or instead of, I don't have time, I choose to fit movements into the pockets of my day. Or just very simply, working out just isn't my thing. I choose to find alternative ways to care for my body. And statements are also very powerful. So when we're caught between two thoughts, that word and can really bridge the gap. For example, I don't like exercising and I'm learning to discover movement I enjoy. Or I feel uncomfortable at the gym and I'm exploring movements and environments that feel safe for me. Or lastly, exercise has always been a torturous thing for me and I'm learning to see movement as a form of self-care. So think about that and then ask yourself, how do you feel when you acknowledge your true thoughts? Hopefully a little more empowered and not so boxed in by the all or nothing way of thinking. You see, excuses are something that our brain creates to keep us safe. Instead of honestly speaking our truth about what we think and want from exercise, which might open us up to judgment or criticism, we use an excuse to blame our circumstances or our body for the reason that we're not conforming to what society thinks we should be doing. We step out of our power and become a victim of circumstance in hopes that we won't be judged. But when we can let that fear go and stand in our power, owning our own thoughts and desires, then we can be honest about what we truly want from movement and for our body. And then we can look at what we've been calling excuses from a much more empowered mindset and see them as simply barriers, which is really all that they are. Instead of being roadblocks that keep us safe, we can see them as challenges and use our problem-solving skills to come up with a solution that works for us. So hopefully that bit of coaching there helps you look at your, quote, excuses in a new way and helps you move into a place of choice as opposed to feeling stuck or drumming up willpower. I'd love to hear your thoughts. As always, feel free to reach out in my DMs on Instagram or Facebook. I'm at Radiant Vitality Wellness, or you can send me an email through my website, which is www.radiantvitality.ca. And listen, if you found this episode helpful, I'd love it if you'd share it or leave a rating or review on iTunes to help spread the word so that other women who need this message can hear it too. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. I so appreciate you and I'm grateful to be part of your journey towards a new relationship with movement. I'll see you back here next week on Monday with some more joyful movement motivation. In the meantime, here's to your radiant vitality. Thanks for tuning into the Power in Motion podcast today. If you love what you're learning here, then I invite you to take the next step of embodying these concepts into your own life so that you can live your healthiest, happiest life and never again feel held back by your body. Coaching is the fastest, most efficient pathway to taking what you know in your head to actually applying it and seeing results. Whether you're looking to make changes around movement, food, body image, or all three, I'm here to help you nurture a kind, 
respectful, and trusting relationship with your body so you can feel your very best. Click the link in the show notes to book a free consultation and together we'll uncover what's getting in the way of you having the results you want. You'll leave this call knowing exactly what you need to work on and together we'll explore whether one of my coaching offers is a good fit for you. I can't wait to meet you.